Desperation can bring us to some scary places. I was dysregulated and in desperation and agreed to spend $9,000, which eventually led to a millionaire threatening me. I share my embarrassing story to normalize that desperation happens, but to also tie it together with a few key lessons. My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a therapist and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to finally get relief from trauma using clear language and practical techniques. So it is time for an embarrassing story. I had originally written this for, and I'm going to read this to you, by the way, but I had originally written this for my email list, for my email subscribers, and this went out. And I got a lot of really good responses from it. People seem to really enjoy me sharing a bit more about myself and not really teaching polyvagal theory or trauma recovery. And yeah, there's some lessons and, and value in this as far as that goes. But uh, this is mostly just me sharing about myself and something that was kind of embarrassing and, you know, trying to see if uh, if you can relate, I suppose. And I would love to hear your response to this. Uh, the, the responses that I got through email, lots of normalization and people just saying they understood and they've been there too. It was really cool. So I got a really good response, so I thought I'd bring it here to the podcast. It's also on my blog. I'll have a link for you in the description to that. And if you're on my email list and you're responding to me, I want you to know I read your emails. I, I read everything. I don't always respond to your emails. I don't always reply, but I read every single one of them. And, I, and it means a lot to me that you take your time to write to me. All right, here we go. This is embarrassing story time. I'm going to be reading this one uh, to you. This is how my desperation started. In October-ish of 2022, my wife and I, we ran face first <laughs> into some major financial concerns. Our careers made some major unexpected deviations, uh, really from the path that we kind of thought we were on. A, whole, a big old wrench got thrown into our system. And I'm not going to go into detail about that. But basically, the life that we plan on living for the next couple of years, what we had planned out, like it just was not going to happen at all. And if it did, if like we were going to be able to do that, we'd have to really sacrifice. And it, it would come at the expense of our mental health and our physical health. And I don't mean that lightly. Uh, it was a very big deal. And that sacrifice would have, you know, allowed us to li you know, live in more financial comfort, but we were not willing to make that sacrifice. So we made uh, some very big career changes. And this resulted in a cut of our combined annual income of over half. So our cozy little life uh, was really turned upside down uh, very literally overnight and everything was up in the air. So to tell you that I was stressed is an understatement. Uh, there was seriously like a week or so where I didn't really eat all that much. Like I knew I should eat and I brought food to work and we have food in the house. So I knew I should eat, but I just, I wasn't all that hungry. I mean, you know, I, I did eat, but not like I usually do. And I had lost like 10 pounds. I swear, like that in that one week, I had lost like 10 pounds. Was I in a defensive state? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I would say I was in a defensive state. Uh, I would say there was some flight, but honestly, it was mostly fight. I, I think uh, I had more aggression in my system, though it wasn't this, you know, aggressive and uncontrolled sort of fight. It was more motivation. It was more pointed, like I, I had purpose. Um, there was a problem, and I was dead set on solving that problem. And I, I believed myself, and I, I said, I can make this happen. So my mind during this time was a singular focus, and that was how to keep my family of four afloat through our financial turmoil. 
And my mind had a singular answer. I was focused on one thing and that was how to use my business to make more money. So this, you know, podcasting stuff and therapy and course sales, that kind of stuff. Like, how do I make more money doing this? And the, the problem is I had no idea how to do that. Well, I mean, not, not very well, at least. Um, historically, I've been terrible at selling my courses. <laughs> I am not very good at that. I know the courses are amazing. I know it provides exactly what people want, which is helping them with self-regulation and getting unstuck. But the courses being amazing does not mean in the world of entrepreneurship if I don't know how to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my issue. So somewhere during the first weekish of my wife and I making this big decision together, I started to get desperate. My motivated fight energy turned into something else. And this is when I decided it was time to buy a course for myself. Perfect timing, right? What kind of course was I searching for to buy? Well, of course, it was a course on how to sell courses of course. So I went to YouTube and I searched for, you know, who's out there and who's selling what. I knew that there's these uh, business types, these people that are really good at hustling and, and making money. And I, I know they give out free information and then they make an offer. And so I, you know, I listened to what people are putting out there and I listened to what their offer was. And I got exactly what I expected I would get, which was these skeevy, slimy salespeople that made me just kind of say, ugh, yuck. But there was one person who I will keep anonymous because they threatened to come after me <laughs> with their millions of dollars, which I'll explain later. And there was this one person, she, I felt like she was speaking directly to me. She understood my desperation. She understood my pain. She knew exactly what I needed. And wouldn't you know it? She had the answer too. Now the price of her course was not mentioned in the YouTube video or on her website, uh, but I scheduled a chat with her anyways to see if I was a good fit for the program. I knew it was gonna be a lot of money. I didn't know how much, but I knew it was gonna be a lot. Then during the call, the scheduled chat, I spoke with one of her people. He seemed like a likable fellow. He made small talk at the beginning. He asked where I was from. He wasn't overly aggressive, but he was obviously sending me through what seemed like a scripted sequence of talking points. Even in the opening chat of like asking where I was from, right away I was like, Ugh, like you don't obviously you don't care. You're like you're you're going off a script here. So I, I was aware of this, but I looked the other way, I, and I told myself, I suppose it's just normal in the world of business, and they have the skills that I don't. So who am I to question it? Do I want help or not? He asked me a few questions about my business. He asked me a few questions about my, my motivation level. And apparently it all checked out because he proclaimed that he thought I would be a great fit for their program. Huzzah. Now he still didn't mention the price of the course. And so I told myself, it's probably like 10 grand or something. Crap, I can't afford this. But I also cannot do this on my own. I need what they have and I'm going to suck it up. Something in my life has to change. I am going to make this work so that my family can have a better life. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to sell my stuff or take the kids out of their extracurricular activities that are so healthy for them, both emotionally and socially. 
Now, remember, story follows state, so my mind was going some pretty extreme places. So I asked him how much it costs. He said very coolly, very calmly, like it was nothing with a wave of his hand, $8,600. Now, I know for some, that is nothing, and good for them. But it's definitely something for me. A lot of something. Yeah, I don't have that, I told him. Well, how much do you have, he asked. You know, that, that, that felt a bit forward, uh, but I answered him. And he assured me that the payments could be broken up into four installments for a total of $9,000. But what if I'm not able to pay that? I, I won't be taking money out of my family's account. This, this would come out of my own business account, I told him. And I asked, what happens if I'm not able to make the payments? And he assured me, very assuredly, that once I'm in the program, I'd be making money like so many other people before me. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. And damn it, I'm betting on myself here. I'm not going to let anything get in my way. He also tossed in this. He said, I mean, how hard is it really to come up with the money? Um, you could pull from your family's account. You could borrow from somebody or, or even put it on your credit card. Now, yes, just like you, this was all a big red flag for me. And I ignored it. Why? Because I was desperate. Because they had what I needed. And I was in enough dysregulated fight energy to pretty much just plow my way through, through anything and to take any sort of reassurance that was being offered to me. So I said, fuck it, let's do it. And that's how I put down a couple grand and committed to seven more. You're saying, so Justin, are you rich beyond measure now? Was the course amazing? No, I'm not. And no, it was not. Uh, not for me, at least. I absolutely hated it. I freaking hated it. But I went into that course with all guns bla blazing. I, I gave it my best, most honest shot. But wow, wow, was I a terrible fit for that course. It, it's really good for that person that is just like they want to sell, 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 sell. They want to then go to sleep and then sell some more while they're asleep. It's for that person that wants to spend eight hours a day in DMs. Um, one of the lesson modules that I had listened to recommended that we do that. This is a course for the, for the person that wants to script their conversations with their quote unquote avatars that would schedule calls. And then you want to run them through a script. So I like, seriously, I, I feel, I felt gross at all of this and it, and it still feels icky, like saying it out loud to you right now, fellow stuck not. So after four days in the course, I messaged one of the teams, uh, one of the leads with an email that said, I am not a good fit for this course. And I proceeded in that email to grovel for my, for my money back and to hopefully be cut loose from the agreement. Uh, of course, I took full responsibility for my decision, and I, I just basically begged for them to do me a favor. Uh, we, I was in a contract. I was obliged to it, but I simply regretted the heck out of it and groveled. And I said, it's entirely on me. I made the decision to commit to being here and pay the money, and I still will if I am unable to leave the program with a refund, but I am hoping that you would be willing to refund me the money that I put in and let me out of the agreement. And it's, you know, something like that. 
like you know being in this course was eating away at my stomach. It was like I don't know acid in my stomach, just or like my stomach was just like twisting in this tense or intense anxiety, and it's like honestly and embarrassment as well and regret and just feeling stupid. I felt stupid, just like lots of stuff, lots of feelings. So that email that I sent groveling for a refund and to be let out of the program that ended up setting up a phone call with me with the lead that I emailed. And so she wrote to me saying, Hey, let's, let's set up a phone call. And she tried to talk me into, into staying in the program. And I explained why I was not a good fit for the course. I kept repeating myself cause she wasn't quite getting it. And I, I told her like, look, I'm sure. And I said it numerous times, I'm sure the course is great. And I see people in the group that are getting results. Uh, I just don't want to be, I don't want to be a part of it. It's not the type of culture that I'm looking to be a part of. And the, the course design, it made no sense to me. I, I could not grasp the ins and outs of it. It was convoluted and complex. And there was a script for this script. And you, before you did that script, you have to do something else. And it was click here and click there. It was like just this convoluted mess of a course. I, I could not make heads or, heads or tails of it. I don't think I'm a stupid, stupid person, but this course, I just could it did not click for me at all. And on top of that, there's this whole culture they're creating that I just couldn't be a part of. So I may not be very good at selling my own course, but I can design one hell of a course. I, I can, I can design a course with the best of them. Whereas the people I bought it from, they knew how to sell, but their course design was freaking terrible. So she, she really uh, struggled to understand how I could want to be backing out. Like she just didn't get it. And she said, we don't give refunds. Um, but she did say that she would get back to me after talking to their uh, like chief financial officer person. While waiting for her to get back to me, the, the regret and the anxiety of being in this course was like eating away at me. Like it was just, I could just feel it gnawing away at me, just waiting for her to get back to me with the decision on whether or not they were going to, you know, free me from the course. And eventually later that day, uh, I did, I got an email that explained that they had no, ob no obligation to, but they would allow me out of the contract minus some administrative fees of like 400 bucks, which is a lot of money, but I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was getting a refund of most of what I put in and they let me out of out of it. So I feel like they did me a big favor. I, I hated the course. I think it's terrible, but, or at least for me, for me, but, but I was out, I was, I was ecstatic. The email was also very clear that I was not to share this information or the, their information, like who they are. And the, and the fact that they gave me a refund, I could not share that with anybody. Like it was, I don't know, like they had broken some major rule. There's giving me a refund. And I'm like, okay, cool. Not a problem. I will never share who this is. Okay. And they made it clear that if I did, if I, if I ever told someone I got a refund or like what, you know, who they were, that they would take legal action against me. And I was like, what? You're this threatening about giving out a refund? So I thought to myself then, and I, and I still think this, like, it's kind of weird that if you have this, what you call a millionaire mindset, if you have this abundance mindset, if you brag about how much millions of money you're bringing in, 
that you'd be this intense over a refund. It still strikes me as odd. And, you know, it makes me wonder if they truly have that abundance mindset or if they have a scarcity mindset. Oh, God. Sorry. I'm getting, I'm starting to get petty. But, yeah, it, it's like they were clutching onto their money so tightly. But, hey, look, you know, I'm not a millionaire, so what the hell do I know? Just ignore me. Whatever. But, hey, whatever. I was out. They let me out. Onward. So what I ended up doing was I actually found something that was perfect for me. And I'm in it right now. I have no regrets. I love it. And it was weird because this person was in front of me the whole time. And I don't have any idea. I don't know why I didn't think about him sooner, especially when I was in that moment of desperation. And that was Pat Flynn. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to plug Pat, Pat Flynn for you, but I want you to know, uh, I want you to know who he is or at least a little bit of, of this. Uh, and I'm not, you know, what do they call it? Um, affiliate. There's no affiliate link here. I'm, I'm just, I just want you to know his name. Uh, yeah, Pat, I had been following him for like a year, listening to his podcast. He has this Pokemon card channel that my son and I like to watch together. He was like a part of my, you know, weekly life for like a year. And, and for some reason, I didn't think about him when I was desperate. I don't know why. I was super aware of his credentials. I know his story. I know what he offers. So like, it, it's really frustrating. I didn't think about him when I needed it. But hey, that's where I turned to. And it's been fantastic. He has a really, really great courses. And I'm super happy there. I have a community. I have courses. And I, a lot of what I've built for myself has been modeled on what he does over there in, in a smart passive income. So now you're thinking, well, after all this, Justin, you're making a ton of money, right? No, not at all. <laughs> or at least not yet. I, I, I'm sure I'll get there. I, I really believe I can do better. But no, I'm not there. Um, in the meantime, though, what I am getting is connection with other individuals that are like me, people that are trying to build up their businesses and figuring it out from the bottom up. Um, I'm getting fantastic information from Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn and his team, um, including my email list. I, I love doing that. I got that from Pat. And I'm really relearning the importance of making connections with my audience, with who that audience is and how to provide for them as best as I possibly can. And my email list has been one of those ways I've really put a lot of time into that. And I really want to deepen that connection I have with you as a podcast listener. I'm hoping that you'll sign up for my email list and get more of this type of stuff where it's a little bit more personal, plus some tips here and there, but there's more of me in there, I feel. So this wasn't just embarrassing story time. There's, there's a few lessons here I want to give you just real quick, rapid fire. Number one, desperation is okay. Uh, desperate, desperate decision-making may not be. Now it's hard to like notice you're desperate and to turn it off. Fair enough. But I guess just as a lesson here, it's okay to be desperate. Hold back on the decision-making if you can. Although at the same time, you may make really razor-sharp decisions when you are in more of a fight state. That, that might be true. I don't know. You'll have to check on that for yourself, although it might be like after the fact. Number two, you might have what you need right in front of you. I didn't even think of Pat Flynn. And he's he knows his stuff. It was right in front of me for like uh, every week for like a year right in front of me and I didn't think about it. So look at what you have right in front of you. Look at what you have in your life and there might be something there for you. There might be an answer there for you when it comes to your self-development or your trauma relief. And number three, plan ahead for things in life, lay the foundations and build from there. Of course, it's, we already know that, right? 
plan ahead as best you can. Really lay those foundations as solid as you can right now. My goal is, yeah, I want to sell more courses, but I really want to make sure I am providing value to my uh, my audience. And part of that is my email list, podcast listeners, blog readers. My goal is to deepen my connections with you and especially the, my course students. I am setting up all kinds of cool stuff for them as far as the community goes and the courses that they're in. I, I want to make sure that I'm absolutely nailing what they need through those courses. And one last thing here before I wrap it up, which is intent matters a lot. The practices that I learned in that first course that I hated, the practices in and of themselves aren't bad. Like I've been doing basic things like giving away free content and then I offer up my courses or even like, you know, I'll, I'll basically create a commercial for my courses in my, in my episode. That, that's, that's pretty normal. Now what I do, I, I didn't like the way they do the schedule chat thing. I, I hated it. But now I offer the same thing. I, I offer, I don't do scripts. I don't, my, I will never ask you for payment during our, our, our scheduled chats together to talk about the courses. There's no script. I will never ask for payment. I will never suggest you take money from family or credit card. Like that's ridiculous. Uh, but, but I offer that up now. If people want to schedule a chat with me and just ask questions, I'm, I'm there purely to answer questions. I will never, ever pressure someone to buy my course. I'm, I just want to make sure that you have everything you need before you make that decision as far as like questions, you know, me, me, me answering your questions. So I do that now, that thing where you can schedule a chat with me to ask me about my courses. But my intent is to make sure you have every piece of information you need. So I think the in intent is what matters here. I think it's one lesson I got from this. That's really it for this episode. Um, I just wanted to share that story with you and I wanted to share those few lessons that I got from it with you. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has been normalizing. I'd love to hear from you. My email is justinlmft at gmail.com. Justinlmft at gmail.com. If you can relate, send me an email. I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, uh, bye.